Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Well, if you haven't been watching closely, uh, there is a lot of chaos going on in Sri Lanka. Now, that's not a country that we talk about every day on this program, and nor does it often dominate the headlines. But you've seen some of the images come out of the chaos. Uh, part of that's economic. Part of that's political. A state of emergency was declared after the president, uh, Rajapaska, uh, fled the country. Uh, he apparently resigned by email today. Uh, there are promises of elections uh, to be held next week. Uh, but this is a complicated part of the world. And sometimes I know it's very easy for us to sit back and say, well, that just is too bad and it doesn't matter to me. But I actually think that there are many things we need to be aware of as we look at Sri Lanka's economic crisis, how that could ripple across the world and, yes, actually impact us here right at home. Uh, so in the middle of this economic crisis, crisis as we watch what those ripples might be. The director of the Atlantic Council's Geoeconomic Center, Josh Lipsky, explained that what's happening in Sri Lanka isn't unique to them, and it actually should be a warning for other countries, especially those with emerging markets. If you look at the factors driving this, pandemic shutdown tourism affects a lot of countries, bad fiscal management and corruption. That's repeated, unfortunately, in many countries. High debt burdens and overextended loans to China and many other creditors. We know that's a story across the world. So, yes, there are some idiosyncratic factors here. There was a fertilizer ban and that it lowered the food in cost. But there's a lot of issues here if you think of the trend lines that you know are going to be repeated other places. And we're already seeing that bubbling up. So it has to be cause for concern both for the Sri Lankan people, but more globally for EMs. Uh, that's, again, Josh uh, Lipsky. Uh, that was him talking with uh, Yahoo Finance. And I want to stay with that conversation that Josh had with Yahoo Finance because he did such a brilliant job of breaking down uh, all the components of this. Uh, he went on to say that he believes other countries will follow in Sri Lanka's footsteps in the months ahead. Well, you have to look at El Salvador, Ghana, Tunisia, Egypt, even Pakistan as a range of different kinds of EMs in different parts of the world that are potentially at risk of default here. And that doesn't mean it will happen, but we have an extraordinary amount of money of distressed assets trading, a higher amount than we've had in years. And so that triggers a lot of alarm bells. The IMF is saying this is not a moment for complacency. They need more firepower. And in the background of all of this is Russia's invasion of Ukraine because it's sending energy and food prices soaring at absolutely the worst time. So you have higher interest rates from the U.S. and ECB and other major central banks perspective, higher food costs coming in, no tourism revenue in a lot of
lot of these EMs, and it's a toxic mixture for these countries. And I think there will be other defaults following on Sri Lanka in the months ahead, unfortunately. It is a toxic mixture. Uh, the question, in my view, is are we headed for a global financial crisis like we saw in the 80s and 90s? Uh, again, this was Josh Lipsky. He was talking with Yahoo Finance. Uh, he says, not right now, but we better be ready. I don't think we're there yet. There's not as many countries at risk of default as there were in that period of time. The IMF is more well-resourced than it was then. And interest rates in the U.S. and other central banks aren't going to go as high as they went in the 1980s. So those immediate risk factors are not there. But I would just say, and we should all learn from the past two years, there is a law of unintended consequences here. It doesn't seem like we're in some major systemic global shock from defaults, even if we get five, six, seven, eight. It seems like that can be handled and managed, but you don't know the ripple effects. So we all have to be on on alert. And I think that's why the IMF chief said we can't be complacent. We have to handle more than one crisis at a time. And we know the lesson of recent history is that one crisis leads to another. We think of the global financial crisis, then the Eurozone crisis, then look at the Arab Spring and the political unrest. These things are connected. And so we can't just disassociate. The economic and political repercussions are deeply intertwined. Uh, I think that's a really important perspective from Josh, uh, talking about that interconnectedness of it all. Uh, it, it really is that that situation where you pull one thread and uh, a whole bunch of other things start to unravel really fast. And so as we, we look back at that, I love that he pointed to history and say, look, sometimes you have this law of unintended consequences and one crisis can lead to another, that you can have a financial crisis, you can have a Eurozone crisis, Arab Spring, political unrest in other parts of the world. All of those things are interconnected. And the one thing that Josh raised that, again, uh, I think we all have to be watching is is the whole idea of inflation and what the Fed will do uh, in terms of that. Josh cautions that, look, if uh, he doesn't think interest rates are going to go crazy like they were in the 80s, uh, but if they were to continue to tick up, we are expecting a, another increase coming up at the next meeting uh, that that will play a factor in many of these countries. Uh, so finally, Josh closed out his conversation with Yahoo Finance uh, saying that the uh, U.S. and a stronger dollar and higher interest rates uh, can also play a really important, even pivotal, uh, pivotal role in what is to come. The fact that you're having the stronger dollar, higher interest rates, this is triggering capital outflows. So this is just another piece of the puzzle. You have the high food prices, the high energy prices, the strong dollar, high interest rate in the U.S., the high debt burdens, highest debt burdens and EMs we've ever seen at this point. And in the back of it all, you have a creditor, China, that is not willing to renegotiate. And I think that's an important difference from previous crises. So again, as we continue to watch what is playing out in Sri Lanka, easy to say that's just uh, a world away and not our job, not our problem, uh, but we do live in this interconnected global economy and things do ripple out and they do have impact. And so it, it will make a difference and uh, we'll continue to watch that. And of course, we do hope there will be a, a peaceful election there next week uh, that things can be stabilized and settled and that the people can begin to move forward. But again, it's a, a time of high crisis, a time of great uncertainty for the people who live there. And you just have to look at all the factors, all the things that play in, and, and realize that why, while Sri Lanka may just be one tiny little place, uh, there's a host of other places in very similar circumstances where they've 
lost a host of things during uh, the pandemic and shutdown where tourism really is the driving force for so many of these countries. Uh, You also have this reality of bad fiscal management from many of these countries and outright corruption in others. And it happens over and over and over again. And then you end up with a high debt burden. You have overextended loans to places like China and other creditors. And that's a a really bad recipe uh, for some real economic pain and a lot of social unrest in these countries. And so we'll continue to watch that. And uh, again, I I just want to stress the fact that we we don't have to worry about everything all the time. It's not that we need to carry the burdens uh, of the planet, but we do need to be aware and we do need to understand that ripple effect. And I would also say on a Friday that there is a another kind of ripple effect in terms of things that we do well and things that we do in a good way. Uh, every act of kindness ripples out, uh, and it strengthens civil society wherever it is. And that's part of what we can do. So we can't do everything, but we can do something, and whatever we can do, we should do. And especially we ought to do those things that are right here closest to home. And while we often think, oh, you know, that could never happen in our country or that could never happen in my neighborhood or my community, uh, it's easy uh, to kind of hear that siren song and think that uh, everything's going to be just fine all the time, no matter what. And it just isn't. It requires all of us to come together, to link arms, to get past our differences, to talk across our differences and to find solutions That'll help us all to move forward in a positive way. All right, we'll step aside for bottom of the hour news. When we come back, our good friend Eric Bames going to join us on a Friday. Uh, much more to come on Inside Sources right here on KSL News Radio. Stick with us. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me, and this is the point where I thought I'm going to die today started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.